you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm Ah, oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In and Dave. Hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Welcome to episode number three of the Dave Damashek football program. Number three, who wore it best in football history? Maybe Joe Montana when he was at uh, Notre Dame up in South Bend. I can't even think of other number threes, really. Babe Ruth, of course, the greatest number three in sports. I think that one's hard to debate. Anyway, welcome to the show. Like I say, episode number three. Hello to a man who's here every week. He and his bald head come along for the ride. Adam Rank, what's the word, Rank? Dave, thanks for having me. Sure thing. Hey, I feel listen, like great I, work, by the way, this week on the uh, Pick 6 segments. I've really enjoyed all the uh, the different things you've tackled. Oh, thank you. I <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Tackled. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> because we're football. Is that, <laughs> you took it on. You know, so. hey, um, Was it an illegal hit? <laughs> <laughs> stuff rank and uh your your uh newest one is uh nfl players you'd like to uh to invite to your bachelor party in in honor of this weekend's release hangover two absolutely yeah yeah so who uh who's in the mix i don't want to blow it for you go to nfl.com and look for uh ranks pick six there but give, give me a name or two we got a, we got a manning in there a manning there's got to be a manning there. archie yeah <laughs> no not archie can't be peyton no, of course not. So Eli. Yes. Why? Eli, because he's, he's the twerpy little brother that's going to try too hard, and he's going to pay for everything. Like, what? Eli picked up the round at the at the uh, pool? Sure, that's great. Ah. Oh, Eli's paying for our, you know, our, our cover charge at the club? Awesome. Another round of Jaeger bumps? Eli, you shouldn't have. Can I tell that's you something? Can I tell you something? I, I know everybody loved The Hangover, and I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon. I thought it was a funny picture. I didn't think funny. it was the greatest picture of all time, like some people seem to. And in fact, the greatest Bachelor Party movie of all time is, in fact, Bachelor Party. Absolutely. Starring Hanks. Hanks' greatest work. Also Adrian Zemed. Zemed. That's right. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, also along for the ride, as usual, uh, producer, Necktie Milner. What's going down, Necktie? <laughs> uh, what's up, Dave? <laughs> there he is. The corporate suit. We have much to get to here, fellas, so let's uh, let's jump right in here. I've noticed that this spring, and happy Memorial Day, we're right into the, into the heart of springtime. Summer is just about here. And so it occurs to me that the theme, really, of this entire season has been, in sports and beyond, is really it's the spring of redemption. It's been a reckoning for so many guys who have perennially failed, guys who we associate with losing. They've suddenly broken through. For instance, you have the Mavericks in general and specifically Dirk Nowitzki. All of a sudden, they could never win the big one. They could never get over the hump. All of a sudden, they're the ones coming through in the clutch on their way to the finals. And who are they likely to face there? LeBron and company. Now, the Heats, everybody in the world is rooting against. And by the way, isn't it kind of ironic that if it does wind up the Mavericks versus the Heat, that we're going to find ourselves rooting for the German guy to beat the three American guys uh, <laughs> from Miami? <laughs> I don't, I, it's can true. You... It's like the reverse of Die Hard or something. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just, I'm just glad uh, Truman's not around to see this. FDR. <laughs> All our good work. And this is what happens if there's a time machine and they come in the 2011. They'd be out. You're not going to believe this. this, but everybody in America is rooting for the German in 2011. Yeah, it's crazy. But so, all right, so you're going to have LeBron, who another guy who never came through in the clutches, or at least that was his reputation. He obviously is has uh, risen up there. 
even in the NBA, Mike Brown, redemption. What mm-hmm. what did he do to earn the gig in, in L.A.? I think there's a weird Lakers self-esteem issue here that they would take on, that, that it came down to Mike Dunleavy <laughs> and Mike Brown. You know you're the Lakers, right? You could have well, had different. Uh, but it comes down to who, who Kobe wants. Because we all know Kobe's going to be coaching the team, so it's like, who can I push around the most? Who's going to sit there on the sidelines and pretty much not? He's he's probably the the world's highest paid cheerleader, next to Paula Abdul. Well, uh, listen, whatever it's 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 absurd, and I think we are looking at right now. I couldn't care less, but I think uh, since we're in Los Angeles, and I know you're a Laker fan, there, rank, I find it very interesting that. Angelinos, we're right now looking at uh, the the demolition of this Lakers dynasty. But that, that's not the theme. The theme is redemption, and Mike Brown has been redeemed in spite of his failures with the with the Cavaliers in the NHL. Roberto Luongo, the netminder for the for the Vancouver Canucks, always a dominant goaltender, except when it counted, letting in the softies. Mm-hmm. Not that well, he did let in some softies, but it didn't prevent the Canucks from advancing now to the NHL finals, and that. One out over another team that perennially fails a lot, and that's the the San Jose Sharks. But for them, this is pretty good. They got to the conference finals, and so in, in a way, they redeemed themselves. Even the U.S. government, you know, for a decade now, Benny Laden's been out running amok in the caves. We thought, or who knew where? <laughs> Goodness knew where. Well, finally, uh, the 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 seals took him down. Redemption for the U.S. government and for our military. Finally, taking care of business. Our very planet redeemed, saved. <laughs> From destruction, the rapture. Apparently, that guy in Oklahoma, the the kook who bought all the signs and everything, he said that uh, he said that we were uh, rede- that that we were given a stay. It's been tabled yes. by the higher power. Yes, that's nice. He, <laughs> it went to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, <laughs> he, and he filed uh, an injunction. we got a stay. The stay was allowed. <laughs> so anyway, so it's a spring of redemption is the bottom line, and I'd like to redeem in, in the spirit of that. I'd like now, with our new segment that we debuted, I think, two shows ago, the NFL. We talked about this. It's the alternate reality. It's 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 the bizarro world, you see. It's the butterfly effect. What is it again, Milner, the butterfly effect? A, a, a butterfly flaps its flaps wings, its in, wings South Af- in South Africa, in South America. the world, there's an earthquake, yes. something like that. The chain of events are set in motion. The domino yeah. effect, if you will. But time is not linear. It only appears that way. This actually could be happening... In an alternate universe. Yeah. Well, you don't have to tell me. Anybody, if I I, I drank in Terminator 1 and 2, <laughs> that, 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 that storyline is airtight. You know, that really is. You watch those pictures. Yes, scientifically they perfect, accurate. They make, they make perfect logical sense if you watch those pictures, the, the, the way they play, the mani- manipulate the timeline. Yes. That's a conversation. Maybe we'll get, have time for that in just a little while. They actually, wanna... they, they nail it in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> the they nailed it. They got it perfect. Well, I, I want to talk about the future in just a little bit because, of course, the spring of redemption, if Ray Lewis uh, is accurate, may may soon give way to the autumn of despair and violence. You know, so we'll, I do want to talk about that. But in the meantime, and NFL. The alternate universe. The bizarro world. The Twilight Zone. When it comes to football, they are all quite real, if only in the mind of Dave Damashek. This is not the NFL. This is the NFL. I want to redeem a couple of people named Danny. One, Danny White. Two, Danny Marino. Let me tell you why. Eric Wright's tackle in the in the final minute of the 1981 NFC title game. Wait, hold the phone. There was a play after the catch? A Dwight Clark makes the catch with That's 58 seconds That's not the final play left. of the game? No, I know. There, L- was, there was another minute on the clock? <laughs> Little known piece what? of history that, that, that Ray Wershing uh, makes the uh, extra point there with 58 seconds left, 28-27. I think most people, if you, you know, Milner, you're a younger fella. You probably right. aren't aware. I know you're a Niners fan, so yep. maybe you know about this. I, I sincerely rank, you kid, I think there are a lot of people who, who have no idea that the Cowboys just about won that game mm-hmm. and almost, you could make a case, should have won that game. Yes. What happened was... Eric Wright, the I think he was a rookie, as a matter of fact, that season. Maybe it was in his second year. He was the cornerback. After-
after that catch is made, the first play from scrimmage for the Cowboys, Danny White hits a streaking Drew Pearson at midfield who looks gone. Mm -hmm. And Eric Wright reaches out with one hand and barely catches him by his jersey and yanks him down. Otherwise, history is completely different. Now, Eric Wright's tackle, had he not made that, because then the next play, Danny White gets sacked and fumbles on the play, and the 49ers get it. And the rest is history. The Niners are on their way to becoming one of the great dynasties in NFL history. Had it not been for that tackle, though, Danny White might well be in the Hall of Fame, might have led the the Cowboys on a little run of a mini-dynasty, and Danny Marino might have gotten a, a Super Bowl ring, which probably would make him now considered the greatest QB of all time, not Joe Montana. He's currently the man who's considered, I think, right, the, the best QB there's ever been. Yes. I think that's hard to debate. I certainly hold that opinion. But in 1981, Eric Wright makes that tackle. If he doesn't make that tackle, though, then... It is Danny White and the Cowboys on their way to play the Bengals in Super Bowl 16. The Cowboys make quick work. You know, Tom Landry's no stranger to a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Many of the, you know, the core of that roster is no stranger. They make quick work of of the Bengals, even Mm -hmm. easier than the Niners did. They'd be overwhelmed by the situation, being in the big game and so on. Now... Now the Cowboys are on their little mini run. Maybe they now are 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 bolstered by the confidence they got from winning that season with Danny White now under center that they go into RFK in the next season's NFC title game and beat the Redskins, who, mm-hmm. of course, we know John Riggins and company went in there and they ran over the Dolphins. But instead, maybe it would have been the Cowboys. Two Super Bowl rings for Danny White equals... Hall of Fame. The just, only the just, only QB who's not in the Hall of Fame with two Super Bowl rings is Jim Plunkett. I was just going to say, just like Jim Plunkett, yeah, but, been a but magic history, with that exception, says that if you get a couple, you go to the Hall of Fame. So maybe we'd be looking at Danny White. Now, in the meantime, Joe Montana would no longer have this mystique about him. The Niners, Bill Walsh, and so on. No one would have the, would hold them in as high esteem. They wouldn't be as intimidating uh, for for the rest of the league. Now, maybe they do still go fifteen and one, and maybe they do get to the Super against the Dolphins, which was projected to be the showdown of showdowns. This is Danny Marino at the height of his powers, second year, the, uh, you know, Mark Duper, Mark Clayton, and so on, this dominant team. Maybe the difference in that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 19, was the fact that the Niners had been there previously. Maybe they weren't overwhelmed by the situation like the Dolphins were, and maybe that was the, what, what uh, set the 49ers apart. But if they were even Steven on that count, maybe Danny Marino and company get a Super Bowl. And if Marino gets that ring, like I say, maybe he goes down in history as the greatest QB of all time. And not only that, and then the following season... The Dolphins, when they go into the AFC Championship game in 85... No, no, no! Rank! Stop right there. That's a story for another day. I think that's what the guy says at the end of uh, Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) Isn't that what they say? Like, but that is a story for another day. (laughs) So let's leave it at that. Let's wrap up this NFL. Do you buy my logic there, Milner? Yeah. It's a lot to it's a lot to say like oh well maybe if they had some confidence they'd roll in and they'd do this and oh maybe with some swagger they'd beat that but I could see I can see the ver- very first half of this NFL really, uh, just say you agree Milner don't make me uh, don't make me break out the hand solo edition blaster please <laughs> As always. Now, now I feel like rank. I know how that feels. It hurts. As it? always. It hurts. As always. I didn't do this to you, Milner. You did it to you. Just agree with me. Listen, I, it's, I, when I ask you what your opinion is, I'm just asking it rhetorically. Just say whatever. Like, you're right, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Sounded great. You're right. Can I say it on? It's Memorial Day weekend. Why are you wearing a tie? And Columbus Day weekend. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> hey, can I say I'm busting, you know, as a, as a, as a parent, I've never been prouder than, uh, than you know, I have the two little kids. I have uh, little baby Oprah is uh, is is four, and then uh, her little brother is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's uh-huh. two. <laughs> and uh, I've never been prouder than when baby Oprah came in uh, to the room last night and said, can we watch Star? Wars. She wanted really? to watch Star Wars, but she calls it Star Wars. But that's uh, the, I, I, I'm not going to allow that <laughs> to diminish title. the larger yes. point that she loves uh, loves New Hope. She likes watching Kenobi, New and Hope. Vader, and everybody else. Yeah, really good. So I so I'm busting about that. By the way, I forgot to mention this. Yes, many holidays, and also, and it's it, it's an exciting time because uh, it's the debut of my new interview show on NFL.com. It's a good one. Yeah, it's called uh, Talking Ball. Yeah, it's, really? a, it's a great new show on NFL.com. Talking ball. Yeah, hard-hitting questions. Just two guys talking ball. That's right. Nobody, you gotta love no, it. no one is spared. No question is spared. There's no there's no Great football talk. 
Yeah, right, right, that's right. Rank is yeah. happens to be the uh, the voice <laughs> of uh, of talking ball. <laughs> Look it up though; it's on NFL.com right now for your enjoyment, and uh, it Who's features it? my first guest is uh, is uh, Jaguars Pro Bowl tight end Mercedes Lewis. That's a wow! Yeah, hard hitting interview. Who kid. is who is the producer for Talking Ball who gets great guests for that show, but gets nothing for this show? Um, Have we had Hugh Jackman yet? I don't know. Yeah, Miller. You had Mercury Morris? I'd He's like not coming have... on until you resign, is what his publicist told me. Uh, well, I want Jackman on this show. And by the way, can we play a little closer to home? I want to get Luck and Fora. I want to get Eisen. I want to get, you know, we got a lot to, to do. It's just the three it's of us. It's tough to walk down the hall and pop your head into an office and be like, hey, you got 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Milner. You're the producer. Come on, Necktie. You're presentable, Fine. if nothing else. We'll work on this. He spends right. enough time buying ties. So, Mercedes Lewis and I sat down, and I don't want to give anything away because this is pretty. It was pretty hard hitting, but uh, <laughs> someone got a little misty, and his name was not Dave. Well, I'll leave it at that. Someone, someone got a little. Mis- I asked the hard hitting. I'm question. intrigued. I'm like uh, I'm football's uh, I'm football's answer to Barbara Walters. I'm excited for this. Saying. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. Speaking of QBs, Danny White. Let's say that he had been. A great, uh, you know, they, it, even if he'd won one Super Bowl, which you know, in 1980 they they beat uh, the Blitz, uh, the the Grits Blitz um, mm-hmm. down in Atlanta. They pulled that one out with Drew Pearson, but then they failed in, in Philadelphia. That was the Eagles' year, if you'll remember that. So fine, but let's say Danny White does get even one ring if they get past the 49ers, then we would hold him obviously in higher esteem than we do currently. And it was making me day. So then you would have Danny White, and then you would have Roger Staubach. And Troy Aikman, that's a pretty nice trio of quarterbacks and for Don one Meredith. franchise. And yeah, and Dandy Don, and you had uh, Craig Morton, and you know. So all right, there was a, a Tony Romo is you know statistically at least statistically. we'll see how we'll see how he harder. All right, listen, Steve so, Pelour. No, let's. yeah. All right, so that's a, a nice that's a nice collection of QBs for the most part. And I was thinking, you know, college football. We know that Penn State is linebacker you, mm-hmm. and we know that USC is tailback you, mm-hmm. and there are certain schools we associate with uh, certain positions. Why don't we do that with the NFL? Why? Why? Do, why isn't there any? Why don't we acknowledge anybody as QB franchise? Let's let's rectify right. that right who is, now. Who would be the, who would well, be the QB? Who would you say? Well, uh, so you start. Give us some names. Well, there's some obvious ones. San Francisco. We just talked about. There's John Brody was a good one. Um, you had uh, you had uh, Jeff Garcia was was pretty good. Steve Bono, yeah. Eh, yeah. you probably don't count Steve. Bo- All right, you don't count Bono. All right. Well, you got at least two Hall of Famers. Steve Young, yes, and then of course Joe Montana. Yes. And Joe Montana, if there is any debate, I find it. I you know we talk a lot about the top 100 players, the current edition that's out there now on NFL Network, and actually look for our next bonus podcast of that on Sunday night. We'll be breaking down what 61 to 50. Is that what it is? Or I mean, I'm sorry, sixty to fifty-one. That's correct. Yes. Be on a lookout for that. But I also took issue, as did you, rank with the top one hundred of all time. Jerry Rice was the greatest of all time. I think that is uh, that, that that is uh, undervaluing Joe Montana. Yes. I, I don't know why Joe Montana, at least uh, among offensive players, wouldn't be wouldn't be hailed as the greatest of all time because Bill Walsh now is known as the genius and all, you know, his coaching tree we know about and everything. But think about what Joe Montana did. Everybody associates him with Jerry Rice. They're sort of inextricably linked, but it's kind of unfair. The first two Super Bowls that Montana won were without Jerry Rice. He didn't come along until 85. His receivers were Dwight Clark and Freddie Solomon. How do, how, what, kind of career do you, what kind of career do you think uh, Dwight Clark would have had without Joe Montana with a mediocre QB? You think Dwight Clark is is uh, is considered one of the era's better wide receivers? Of course not. Freddie Solomon, a footnote in history without Joe Montana. And also, I thought it was as a side note too. I, I was uh, reading about it. Did you know Bill Walsh? was Paul Brown, the man for whom the Cleveland Browns are named, and then he leaves and goes to the Bengals. So he sort of basically is the architect of not one but two NFL teams. And apparently he was a creep because <laughs> when, because Bill Walsh was behind the scenes, you know, this this genius offensive coordinator, you know, designing all the, 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 the what would become the West Coast offense. And little to Bill Walsh's uh, – little did Bill Walsh know, for eight years – Coaches from teams from around the NFL were contacting Paul Brown and saying, "Hey, we'd like to talk to Bill Walsh about our head coaching vacancy." And uh, 
and Paul Brown never passed it along. Oh. Is that for real? <laughs> <That's>, <That's>... <laughs> I want to get more who, information who on this. Yeah, I want to know who the team. I don't are. know, but can you imagine the scan? I mean, wouldn't uh, obviously that's, you'd be outraged. But that's another great NFL. That's like, right. What if Where, he had gone to another, who was chasing him? Yeah, yeah let's look into that. Mm. But it, I thought that was a really interesting thing. But anyway, I'm getting distracted from the uh, from the point. San Francisco is pretty good. Montana and Steve Young, and then as a number three, Jeff Garcia. So they're in the running. I think the Giants, Y.A. Tittle, Phil mm. Sims, Eli. They had a young no, Fran Tarkenton. No. Nope. No. Done. Colts have Manning and Unitas. It's a good one too. No, that's good. Awesome. And Bird Jones. Bird Jones. Oh, Bird Jones was good. Bird Jones was you put, good. You put Jim Harbaugh on that list for a. Oh uh, yeah, that's nice. yeah. That's, Jim yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty that's good, a good one. one. That's actually really good. Okay, so let's uh, let's keep them in the mix here. I, Milner, can we put this yeah. to a poll? Can we have the fans vote we'll on this? this the up. listeners. Probably. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's figure this one out as a poll. So let's maybe keep the Colts in the mix. Then the Raiders. They're yeah. La Monica. You ever watch You're highlights of La Monica? He's one of. I mean. Uh, uh, famous number three, by the way. Yeah, that's right. And uh, if you watch him sling it, that of all, you know, you watch uh, maybe Freddie Couple swing a golf club, and you say that's the best swing there is. Mm-hmm. Daryl LaMonica, you watch him sling it. If I could sling it like anybody, I'd want to look that way. Oh, he it's not good. Jeff George. It's not the, Jeff George. The passing. Oh, we version. forgot Jeff George for the Colts. Could and, list him uh, and Arch Raiders. Yeah, yeah, and Raiders, Redskins, and. Vikings but, and every other team in the NFL. But you go LaMonica, you mm-hmm. go Snake Stabler, Absolutely of course, yeah. is the best. Plunkett, Gannon. I don't think you can include them because their best is not nearly as good as you know a lot of other teams. Well, yeah, they have two guys who should be in the Hall of Fame. So we strike the Raiders. They don't make the list. Well, I, I, it's hard to strike them, though. I mean, as an overall group from a It's a, a good a group, but you don't have, yeah, you don't can have. You, the, can you penalize the team for having just abomination quarterbacks and like Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus. Does that take away but that's from what, the what, greatness? Nah. What would, wait, would you take away from the 49ers yeah. because they have Alex Smith? I, I so would. they're out. The 49ers no, if, are out because they have Alex Smith. Jim, if the rule, Jim Druckenmiller, if, what are you yeah, talking about? What are you talking everybody about? has no, bad. No. If the rule applies, I take them out. Well, no, everybody has bad everybody QBs. Has bad QBs. No, no, nobody doesn't apply. You were poking fun at the Cowboys for every Clint Sterner and Steve Pallor they had. I'm sorry. I had that. So it's just a warning shot into the sky. Just please. Don't, don't get no, crazy. Don't get crazy. You're strict, everybody. get fair, and you shoot all right. first all, all the right. time. Now, here's, here's. I think this is probably the winner is is the Packers. Yes. Because it doesn't run that deep, but you go Aaron Rodgers, I mm-hmm. think, unless, you know, barring catastrophic injury, is going to go to the Hall of Fame. I think we can right. decide that maybe He's that seems extreme. Way, yes. He's going to go. Wow. His numbers are huge. He's already got a Super Bowl ring. That team is built to go for the next couple of years at least. I think that they... We'll take a run. I think he's on his way. I think we, we can appreciate We're not putting we him there understand. yet, but he's on his way. Fine. Brett Favre, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then Bart Starr. Right. So that's a that that's a holy uh, trinity there. And even Lynn Dickey wasn't bad. Lynn Dickey? Lynn Dickey put up big numbers with James Lofton. They just couldn't get past the Cowboys. They were a step down in the mid-'80s. They couldn't beat the really great teams, so they couldn't beat the, the Niners and well, the Bears and so were on. in the division, too. Yeah. Kept so the Magic Man? And Don Mikowski. What about uh, Arnie Herber? I don't know who. That I know. Is. I know. He was the guy who was throwing all the passes to Don Hudson. Uh, so oh, don't start with me about 1932 no. again. There I don't is. care about that. No, but I'm saying that football existed before the Steelers became good. That's all I want to get out of it. You know, that's no, not my. That's that is not your my rule. start point. My it start is. point no, is 58. It really is. No, you you say that, but it just seems a little little disingenuous. You're, what you're really just say. Football didn't start until 72. That's, that's the, the birth outrageous. Of, the no, birth that's... of football happened at the Immaculate Reception, and that's fine. I don't I don't blame you. How dare but you, sometimes... first of all. And second of all, listen, 58, it's the greatest game ever played because it made the sport relevant. Why then would, if, why then, by definition, would I consider anything that is, that that everybody who's calling it the, the greatest game ever played because football became relevant with that game, why would I consider all the irrelevant stuff that happened before it? Hey, I, I, it's not my rule. I'm just, I'm just listening so basket, to what, But uh, you could take that with almost, well, not with baseball, but with, like, basketball. So bat, so Jerry West and Bill Russell, none of those guys matter because what? basketball started with, with Bird and Magic. A I, lot of people why consider would I, it that way. Who, who considers who? it that Everybody. way? No. Everybody. That's not true. The, you're, you're, you're wrong. You're misreading history. People don't say that about the NBA. They say that Bird and Magic brought it back. That's not. They, they don't. Say, that's a different thing than saying that it started there. No. Yes. Wow. The seventies. No, you know, because no, football NBA in the seventies was lame. Because the Rams, when they when when they're in their heyday of the nineteen fifties, 
were popular. They were probably more popular than the Dodgers, more popular than the than the Lakers, which seems weird when you think about it now because L.A. doesn't have a football team. But it existed in the 50s, and it was huge. All right. Uh, listen, I, I, I have neither the interest or the energy to debate <laughs> Apparently right not. Now. All right. I'm not interested in it. But all right. So uh, you, you're, you're not buying in. You're, I'm underwhelmed by your response Wait. to Wait. my Packers declaration. I'll I like say, it. I I'll was, say I you was fish str- tank. Oh, see, they like it. They dig it. I'm with the Packers. I, don't, right. I, was, I was adding one more person you could put it on the list. Yeah. Another Hall of Famer. Yeah. You're my uh, – if there were fish, if, if you were in the fish tank, you'd be the one that sucks up on the side of the glass. Because <laughs> um, you suck. <laughs> See what that seems See unnecessary. What Here's another one. I Just a couple more considerations. The Chiefs, their oh. best is Lenny Dawson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they go – so obviously not as good as the best among a couple of the other teams we've named, but the Hall of Famer certainly – Bill Kenny, a significant Super Bowl win too for Lenny Dawson, and you know two Super, but two of the first four Super Bowls he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Kenny put up some big numbers in the eighties. Um, Trent Green had the, the one magical year. Joe Montana finished off his. Oh. I mean, and he was good oh. for them. He was, he was good, good for them. He was, he was good. He nearly had him in the Super Bowl. Yep, that's right. He counts, and uh, don't you, you don't like that because he no no. If you want to say the quarterback who played for a team for two years almost got into the Super Bowl, then we could put a whole bunch of other players on this. Could list. we go ahead? Go ahead. Let me put my list. I'll put my list together. No, you now going. who's off the top of your head? Uh, let's see. AFC Championship. Uh, game. Nobody moving. Played on. for two years. How about keep going? Well, listen. Yeah, I, if I if I if you want to involve the Steelers, you can go Bradshaw and Roethlisberger, two mm-hmm. legitimate names. But it falls apart after that. But if, you know, if I want to throw Neil O'Donnell in there, you know, if if it weren't for that one game, then maybe the Steelers would win this right. competition. But anyway, uh, well, of course, I'm I'm kidding. I'm exaggerating with that. But there, Matt Castle is on his way. You right. watch, maybe no, two, no, maybe what? two. Uh, can I tell you something right now? This, in, at Memorial yes. Day weekend, yes. 2011. Hear me now. Believe me later. I I, I was working on. The um, because we're putting together for NFL.com our fantasy thoughts, our you know summertime thoughts as we get ready for fantasy. Um, I, I was looking at it. I think the Chiefs are unlike most of these teams in in the last uh, dozen years or so in the NFL. The trend is that a team goes three and thirteen, and then that team spikes and does really well, and then they fall back to earth the following season. Mm-hmm. I think the the Chiefs are going to buck that trend. And I think they're going to actually be good. I like their young and aggressive defense. I think that defense only gets better. I like their offensive line. And, I, you know, I think that John Baldwin's going to be huge for them. He's going to be like Randy Moss in his rookie season. Hey, John Baldwin, run long. Run down the field. Right straight up the sideline. We're going to throw it up to you. That's all he has to do. Dwayne Bowe, obviously, is great. Jamal Charles, I think, is going to lead the league in rushing this year. Matt Castle's ready to go. How and, are you putting the Chiefs and, on this list when you won't put the Giants on this list with Phil Sims and Eli All right, I, I got There's distracted. I got distracted. No, Eli's I'm just but, saying Matt, Matt Castle. Castle. Eli. Eli's not even in the top 100 of 2011. Is Matt Castle? Boom. Why well, hasn't been revealed yet. And if he's not? Let's let the cards. Oh, all right. Listen, you didn't need you didn't need Castle to be on this list. The Moving point on. is, it's Matt Castle right now. The Chiefs don't make it, but in two years from now, if my hunch is correct, and Castle gets his team to another division crown, and maybe they get on a little bit of a mini run, you know, then maybe we'll consider the Chiefs in in, in general. Right now, I still have the Packers as quarterback franchise, and uh, one more. For you, mm-hmm. Rank, I'm going to throw this in here, is the Rams. What? Because you go Pat Hayden. Yeah. Vince Ferragamo had the Wait. one magic postseason. Right. Went into Texas Stadium. He and Billy Waddy no, knocked off the, the powerhouse day. Cowboys and, and went to the Super Bowl. Almost got it done Almost there. Almost got it done. You go uh, You go Norb Van Brocklin. Oh, yeah. You go uh you go Roman Gabriel, mm-hmm. Bob Waterfield. That's these good. are so how about good that? Names. These are all good prior names. to these are all when good I names. don't but count again, football. But again, there's not the the superstar that you would expect that you get Kurt with Warner some... won a Super Bowl. <laughs> not with you the got, Rams. Got Kurt Warner. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait, wait. No, Kurt Warner is not in this equation. He wears the No, he no, no. He wore the no, gold no, horn no, on no, his helmet. No. I don't I care. One, two. Okay, uh, so we're going to start calling all the Colorado State guys. Stop it. You don't count anybody from St. Louis. These guys have nothing to do with each other. 
Sam Different Bradford. Teams. No, no, not at all. Not a, stop it! Stop it! Mark I'm just stop it. It's different teams. Years. It's different Sam teams. Sam Bradford had a pretty good rookie. Sam no. Bradford, yeah, maybe for the St. Best. Louis. No, if you want to do St. Louis, do St. Louis FC. Did St. I say Frank Green? Yeah, that's no, great. But that's, it's okay, good so who's better, the Rams or St. Louis FC? Who, if you're going to balance those two out, because they got Warner. Green and now Bradford in St. Louis FC. The the Rams. I believe the mascot have is still the Rams. Jim Everett. Correct. I don't know. Net tie Milner. I'm going to give you the tiebreaker on this uh, uh-huh. because you because you are the corporate suit among us. Thank you. Does the Appreciate the NFL it. recognizes the Rams as one continuous franchise? They do from L. A. What? As they who, recognize who the recognizes it? As they recognize the Browns as one continuous franchise. Do they do they count them as the Ravens? Nope. So because is that, they're the is that, Ravens, exactly. They're different the teams. Browns. They're different teams. The Ooh. mascot's the same. I forgot. No. I forgot another one. The same. It's the Rams. All right. There's also Jim Everett. We also forgot Jim Everett. Yeah, I, so I mean, I like to. If you're talking about, if you're talking about a number, if we're talking quantity of arguably good quarterbacks, great good to great of QB, good quarterbacks, they maybe have the most. Harris I'm, was there. I'm still going to go, who? James Harris, yes. right? Yeah, Dieter Brock, too. Oh, I guess we can throw out bad, like I say, we no. can throw out they bad QBs. That, that's another one. Eric Dickerson should be way higher on that top 100 of all time list. Where He was wait, he was the top five. No, he correctly. wasn't. How is he not? No, no, no. Eric Dickerson was how not is he the, not? of all time. How is he not? He was not in the top five. He wasn't Why in the wasn't top he? ten. Was he wasn't in the top 20. You're kidding. You saw well, the I list. I don't remember what it was, but he did was I not. Did I black out? Did I not see this? I think so. Was I blinded with the rage? You talk about that? not getting the credit he he's due. Eric Dickerson, understand, this is in the day of uh, the forward pass. You know, this is this is not in, back in the days that uh, rank holds dear where nobody ever threw the ball. This is, you know, this is the 80s. Except when, the Packers. When but... most NFL teams threw the ball more than four or five times a game. And somehow Eric Dickerson got that team to the NFC title game against the Bears with Dieter Brock as his QB. Dieter mm. Brock! And an old Dieter Brock at that. Right. Eric Washed Dickerson. Up. When people talk the greatest running backs of all time, I feel like it's a shame that Eric Dickerson's name doesn't always come up. It's always Jim Brown, it be Jim Peyton, Brown. Emmett Smith are the names Whoa, you hear. No, no, Emmett no. Smith is the most overrated he running He should back. be, Eric when, when you talk Peyton, when you talk Jim Brown, Dickerson, those three. Yes. Well, I'll tell Barry you. Barry Sanders. No. Barry and Sanders, Barry Sanders great. gets in what? Of course, what? He, of not, course not, he's in there. No, he, no, 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 no. He's not with Dickerson. He's not. No, no. Mm, I, I think he is. Three. I think yeah. it's, it's I an interesting three. debate. No, Listen, his when running we, style was it? Who cares about how his running style would have been? How? What? What are you talking about? It's all about his running style. Fellas, fellas, when we get into the when we get into the running back, see, I, now I'm pleased. I'm glad I brought this up because now this will lead us to who is whose tailback franchise, and you know. That's uh, I think that'll be a fun one. We'll get into all this later on, and and when we do, I shall bring up a name, Franco Harris. When we're talking about underrated running backs of history, a man who retired as the second leading rusher in NFL history. But that's again, like they said at the end of Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> that is a story <laughs> for another day. All right, so so Milner, get yeah. that up there as a poll for okay. us. Damashek and the Fish Tank say that it's the Packers that are the at least. In terms of quality, which franchise is best known for their QBs? Or how would you I like think, me to phrase this for the people? Figure it out, man. What I gotta hey, tell everyone? Hey, I don't want to get phone calls at four in the morning from you going, That's "Hey, necktie, yeah, drunk. What, what is this?" Yeah. Da, 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 da. And you'll be like, "I'm sorry, I got the commissioner on the other line." That's a, <laughs> so I like to do. I a little look into Damashek's world. When the uh, sun goes down, that's when I just I go into my empty shell of a home, and I, I just uh, I just I, I go and it's 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 sparely decorated. The only thing in there is a fold out chair and a card table, and and just a naked light bulb with a string. And I just I just sit under that string and I just sit there and cry. You don't. And think you don't about have a things. TV. And think about and think about how your poll question is worded, so you can call yeah, me at four in the morning. You don't have a TV. Yeah, I sit there with my bottle of booze next to me. I, yeah. Miller, <laughs> you screw the poll up again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look for that call uh, Sunday night. It. Which is why, which is I why love, I cry at night too. I now. love the fact <laughs> that you don't have a TV. You and Chris Berman, you don't watch any television. <laughs> teach, teach, <laughs> teach. You, you got uh, you, you got Aaron Rodgers. You got uh, you got Brett Favre. You got Bart Starr. Look, the Packers have a lot of great quarterbacks. 
but Lynn Dickey is putting together a pretty nice career. That's just in. Lynn Dickey's number 12. <laughs> All right. That's so now, like I say, the, the theme of uh, episode number three is uh, that it's the spring of reckoning and Ray Lewis and all that sort of thing. And um, one thing I wanted to get into with Ray Lewis, you know, for, uh, of course it's ludicrous. I'm not sure. We, we've talked on this program before that the unassailable angel number one of the NFL is Peyton Manning. And we've yes. dared to uh, we've dared to speak out against him as an overrated player. Great, but a little overrated. And Rank actually got letters from, what is it, 280 West? 280 Park. 280 Park in New York City. Mm-hmm. Actually got letters from NFL headquarters saying, hey, can you tone down the uh, Peyton Manning stuff? So we're not going to talk about him. But unassailable number two is Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. He can say... That ridiculous statement that he made last week about, uh, you watch, you do the research. If we don't have a season, you watch how much evil, which we call crime. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Just from him? Yeah. No, no, no. I I originally thought he was saying he was actually. Was he talking about Plaxico being released from jail? (laughs) Well, I thought that maybe he was saying, I thought he was insinuating, hey, if we don't have a season. Get ready, society, because the NFL is coming to get you. You know, it was that kind of threat. Kind of like Rambo in uh, in uh, First Blood 2. You know, when he, I'm coming to get you. I thought I took it that way. But then I think he was just talking about society. And then and then Sal Palantonio says, uh, says, why would that be? Because there's nothing else to do, Sal. There's nothing else to do, apparently. There's no college football, apparently. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing. I mean, there's, there's, all we have to do is is make violence on one another without <laughs> without football, which is ironic uh, that uh, without the violence. I think crime to... in Oakland would go down. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, that is actually what crime. Crime happens at 1 a.m. as far as I'm aware. It doesn't. Yes. Middle of the day crime has to, you know, their fist fights in, at tailgates and stuff Sundays. like that. Yeah, I think that's Don't go to Home Depot. So, yeah, I mean, the season's over. Violator, violator's going to be at the Home Depot <laughs> clubbing a Chiefs fan. Yeah, they have a... I, the, the jail, I don't know if they have it in the link, but they have a jail uh, famously at the old vet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that wasn't holding random criminals. I think it was holding <laughs> fans of football. So it's, a, it's kind of the opposite, I think, would be the result. But anyway, either way. I'm not saying that the NFL perpetuates crime, Commissioner Goodell. I would never say that. Listen, (laughs) now, my point is, though, that that was a ridiculous statement out of him. But I wonder what this vision that he has dancing through his head of this apocalyptic future (laughs) without football. And heaven forbid that we actually get to that. But I was thinking, does he – my question was, do we think that – in his head, is it more like Escape from New York kind of <laughs> apocalyptic future, or is it more like Road Warrior? Because I want to know how to dress. You understand? I want. I want to. Like, I want to be appropriately. The Raiders ready. fans are already prepared for it. Yeah, I want to get ready for it. Well, yeah, because they look exactly like the 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 extras in Road Warrior, which, by the way, is uh, I don't know, accidentally or otherwise, the most homoerotic picture of all time. <laughs> Humongous is the guy. Yeah. They're all shirtless and tight leather and straps and masks and so on. It's all it's all quite uh, it's all quite overt if you yes. watch the picture. T- tune it in one more time and uh, yeah. and, uh, and and see if you agree with that. I was thinking, what are the best post apocalyptic pictures of all time? Got to go with uh, the former governor, Total Recall. He knows what oh, he's yeah. doing when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, Total Recall. That's a that's a that's a peach of a picture. And Total Recall started out where the was it NASA? The or we started putting people on Mars? Mm-hmm. No, only in your in your. Oh yes, in yeah. Mars. We yeah. put people on Mars because there was no NFL football. So they're all we got nothing to do on a Sunday. No, Let's Mars send people to Mars. Mars got a team before LA did. <laughs> That's not funny. That's a good one from Milner. Good for you, next Thank time. You. Zinger. Uh, yeah, let's say uh, yeah. Give, give him his due. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Um, Thanks for the timing, Ralph. <laughs> he was, he was uh, sleeping over there. Also, also, Running Man. That's another one. I'm surprised we actually haven't got with the great Dick Dawson. Yeah. Oh, great movie. Yeah. And that started yeah, because... I, I actually am surprised we haven't gotten to with that the reality in, in our TV, real society. We're so close. Yes. We're so close. And I think what's going to happen is when there's no NFL football on Sunday, 
that some reality TV show is going to come out where we put criminals, <laughs> on TV, starting with Plaxico Burris. This is the first team he's going to play for. Former NFLers now. <laughs> yes. Tur- yes, right, right. Well, again, if Ray Lewis is what if Ray Lewis was talking about NFL players specifically, right. are going to render this. Well, crime. they got nothing else to do. Who on wouldn't Sunday? watch? Who would not watch? I mean, it wouldn't Tune be in Sunday undercover boss and running man. You know how they say. You know, they always you see the local numbers on the Super Bowl. I know that, you know, like when the Steelers are in the Super Bowl, they always release these numbers that are astounding. You know, the, they, they always present them as though they're astounding. Do you realize that 70 percent of all TVs in Pittsburgh were tuned to the Super Bowl when the game was going on? And 48 percent of all people in the city were watching that game. And people say, isn't that phenomenal? And my question is. What were the other half of the people doing? <laughs> you were in Pittsburgh and the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. Where, where were you? Running Man was on VH1. Let's hit uh, TGI Fridays. <laughs> we'll get a great table. But no, they got, they got TVs there. They can't go there. But yeah, everybody's right. watching it. That number is skewed because everybody's yeah, watching I don't, I, well, That's always a weird one. But I think you would get 98% of the American population, nay, the world's population, if you said, on the debut of Running Man, hosted by Dick Dawson, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Who wouldn't be tuned into that? We would all watch that yes. show. Yes, of course, that would be um, Children of Men of more recent vintage with uh, Clive Owen. That's mm-hmm. a dandy uh, picture, a, a apocalyptic view of the future. And started then, because there was no NFL football. Oh, <laughs> I, I, again, I didn't realize. Now you take Chaz Heston. Now you you take Chaz Heston plus seventy sci-fi, and what you get. Solid gold is what you get. Actually, 68, I think, is when Apes comes out. Planet of the Apes. Then you got Omega Man when when, uh, Chaz Heston appears to be the only man still alive on the face of the earth. Amazing shot. If you haven't seen this picture, rent it because just for the opening 20 minutes or 30 minutes are, 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 are terribly entertaining. First of all, there is this long one long single shot of Chuck Heston driving around in a convertible around the empty downtown of Los Angeles in daylight. And you do not see another living soul out on the streets. And I really am amazed by how they executed this shot. I don't care. People say, well, they probably did it on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. So what? How did you clear the entire downtown out to make this so? Anyway, then he goes to his house and he plays chess with a uh, bust of Caesar. And he, and he laughs at his own jokes because there's no one else to do it. <laughs> and he, like, plays chess with uh, Caesar, and he moves one of the chess pieces, and he goes, Your move, Imperator. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the movie goes downhill from there. But <laughs> then like he I lets say, his teeth go, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Soylent Green. Yes. You know, it's people. So isn't those... it, wait, isn't that the one that Will Smith then remakes a couple of years yes. ago? Yes, I forget what he called it. I, Robot? I am no, no, I yeah. Am, I am legend. No, there I was am legend. A, I am legend, not to be confused with I am robot. Completely missed the point. Yes, of but, I am legend. So, um, yes. what is the whole Ray Lewis thing? Too, it kind of it seems like when he talks about this, like, oh, the world's gonna. It sounds like if Kevin Costner was listening, he's like, I got a new idea for a movie. He was a gruff but lovable dis- drifter walking through town in a post-apocalyptic world that melted down because there was no NFL football. Kevin Costner starts in Bloody Sunday. <laughs> Former baseball player. Yeah. I didn't really think much of uh, of Costner with this, but yeah, he he's uh, he likes to water dabble world. in the water future. world. Water he to, world. He's the got gills. Can I tell you something? We've Milner has uh, you know in the spirit of what Milner started by making some embarrassing admissions of movies he's never seen. I'm going to say it to you here and now. I've never seen Waterworld. Hold on, I'll get this one. What? I've never seen it. I've not. I've not. I've not. I've not seen it. You know what? I, because here's what. I here's what? the thing. I went Costner for me when his when his high water mark, at least uh, uh, con, uh, according to society, was Dances Like Wolves, and with. I was under what? What Dances with Wolves? Wolf. Not I like say? Wolves. Dances like Wolves. That's Whatever. how much I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did have most was one of the more overrated Oscar pictures was. of all time. He got sent down to the minors and then his love life. If he wasn't uh, a baseball player, he's either yeah right, but he's either he's, it's not a post-apocalyptic or world with Cheech Marin or a baseball player. <laughs> or a baseball player. That's the only reason people. That's the only reason people hail that picture is because it was he wasn't either a baseball player in the future or with Cheech or with Cheech playing golf. As Dylan just pointed out. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I guess I don't know. I haven't seen Waterworld. 
world. But uh, anyway, the one to me that is the is the one that Ray Lewis reminds me of the most is Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Isn't wow. he kind of like Alex? What? Isn't that what he's threatening? The ultra violence. He and his droogs. He and his he and his droogs. I'd like music. to see Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs walking the streets in those oh, outfits. Man. Wouldn't that be great? Lodi, Lodi, Gata walking the streets. Dude, that, you gave Costner the idea. He's remaking a Clockwork Orange now <laughs> with the Baltimore Ravens in minor league pinstripes. Yeah. So I was thinking about. Uh, so uh, do you have any you want to throw out there? Your visions of a post-apocalyptic future that? Uh... What about uh, Twelve Monkeys? Did you see that? Yeah. I, saw uh, that. I saw that. I thought Brad yeah. Pitt was actually really good in that. Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, good one. Was that, an M, was that an M Night Shyamalan movie? No, is that not? No. Willis was uh, also in Fifth Element. Little, yeah, underrated. that was pretty good. Ooh, that was a good one. Starship Troopers. Yeah, oh, that's a damn great picture. one. Yeah, that's, that's a really good. Great. One. Yes, great. All right. So, um, <laughs> bottom line is, heaven forbid, anything these, these things come to pass because Ray Lewis uh, foretold of them. But uh, I would like to see the remake of Clockwork Orange with the with the Ravens one and two. Let's get that uh, Running Man. Yes. Show up and going. So let's pitch it. Um, and now, show networks in that same right division in the AFC North, there's uh, been a fair amount of noise this week about the so-called Steeler rule. And let me say this about it: the Steeler rule, of course, is that now the franchise can be fined if there is or if there turn out to be an abundance of uh, of unnecessary hits. You know, so now it's not just going to be James Harrison. It would be the Steelers who must absorb some of it if there are too many of these sorts of things. And this now joins the Mel Blunt rule, which was established in the late 70s to stop the great uh, cornerback, maybe the greatest corner of all time, because he was too physical for the NFL's wide receivers. He was too physical for him. So they had to stop him from doing from bumping and running these guys because no one could get past him off the line of scrimmage. And the Heinz Ward rule for the crackback blocks and all that sort of stuff. Bottom line is, so the Steelers are their legacy is they're too tough for the NFL. They're too tough for football. Is the is the point of of the all these rules that are named after Steelers or in fact the entire organization? And you compare that to uh, it, it pretty sharp relief with uh, with the Patriots because their legacy is the Tom Brady rule because Tom Brady once got a a, a knee boo boo. <laughs> Don't hit him. What is what is the Brady rule again? It's I think you can't be on the ground and get to a QB, which is fine. All right, Wait, fine. shouldn't you call that the uh, Rodney Harrison rule? <laughs> yes. Like Kurt right. Warner. Ironic a, that, yeah. uh, that another esteemed member of the New England Patriot so-called dynasty is the guy <laughs> who really started that. Right. And what would Kurt Warner's career be like if it wasn't for Rodney Harrison? Because Lord knows he had to make that tackle in that preseason game. Yeah, well, and uh, well, but I, I thought the, none of those games even not just because it was a preseason game, but because it took place in St. Louis. So it took place. It just was a team with no nickname. I see. I see. All right. Well, listen. So that brings me to uh, a feature we missed out on last week, but it's one of the more popular uh, things we do here on the podcast, and that is uh, Handsome Hank, our English employee of the NFL, coming in here because. NFL players, as you may have noticed over the last couple weeks, couple months, and last few years, have a habit of tweeting things that sometimes come off as a little silly. And and uh, handsome Hank is an uh, not just a handsome devil, but he's an elegant man, and his voice is uh, is lovely to listen to. I figured to try and couch it in the best possible light. Let's have Hank read these tweets this week. There were a couple from the uh, twin outside linebackers of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lamar Woodley and James Harrison, enemy number one in terms of these uh, these violent hits. And so, Hank, why don't you read uh, the two and start out with James Harrison? Would sure. you? Sure. James Harrison says. I'm absolutely sure now, after this last rule change, that the people making the rules at the NFL are bloody idiots. <laughs> that seems like a right bloody. That seems like a bad idea. I don't think that. Uh, what are I, you ad libbing now? Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I didn't even catch the bloody. I, I just believed it. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't think James Harrison dropped the bloody in there. Now that I think about it, that sure. didn't make it any better though. It seems wrong still. It still feels wrong for James Harrison to do that when the league is already looking at him to call them idiots. Maybe not a good really? idea. Really, but wait, wait. James Harrison is going to get grief for that, but Ray Lewis can threaten the world with violence if there's no NFL. No, he was just telling society, this is what's going to happen to you. We're not going to do it to you. You're going to do it to yourselves. (laughs) All right, and then Lamar Woodley. Lamar Woodley says, uh, thoughts on the Steelers rule? Laugh out loud. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry we hit too hard. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry we hit too hard. Take that, 31 teams. It's coming for you again in 2011, probably, unless they don't do it, but unless they don't do the You know, Henry, Henry's got a more uh, big news. What's that? Uh, he, he picked his baseball team. Did you hear about that? Uh, oh. Listen, Handsome Hank told me that he was doing this, and I love this. First of all, what's your NFL team? Uh, I'm a Miami Dolphins. How did that happen? Um, one of your, the native of Pittsburgh, Daniel Constantine Marino Jr. Really? Well, we were talking about him earlier in the program. What, what's his, can you say his middle name again, please? Constantine. Constantine. <laughs> of course. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so you're a Dolphins fan. Yep. You, you enjoyed number 13 exactly. from across the pond. Exactly. And um, so then you didn't have what the, the, the nominal pastime of America is baseball. So to, now that you're here in the States, you've decided that you need to have a a baseball club to root for? That's exactly right. I felt it had to come down to two teams, the Padres, 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 and the Milwaukee it's bad, Brewers. It's a bad start if you didn't know how to say the <laughs> yeah. team's name. They probably should have ruled them out. Uh, right? How did you boil it down to those two? Uh, the, the, uh, long whittling down process. I see. How are the Angels not in the mix? Uh, I didn't know they played baseball. Oh, oh, stop it. All right. That's... So, so you boiled it down to two finalists, mm-hmm. Padres and and uh, and the beer makers. Correct. And why? No good reason for it. You no but good, why those, the Brewers no just reason. seems weird. I mean, I, I like that you didn't jump on the Yankees bandwagon or that wretched Red Sox bandwagon. So I appreciate you taking the time to have teams that might not be on the top of their game right now. But why the Brewers? Yeah, you're not a front runner. I appreciate yeah, that. That's it. But, but they're good. They're, they're good teams. They're not bum teams. Prince Fielder as well. I, I kind of like Prince Fielder. Yeah, enjoy him because yeah. he won't be there uh, much longer. So, all right, I don't know. So, so came down to San Diego, Milwaukee, and how did you decide on this? Thing? They played in San Diego last week. Did you go down? I didn't go down, but the Brewers won. How do they get count? Wait, I don't think that counts. You have to be in the ballpark for the game. It counts. Stop it. it. Counts. Nope. No, listen. I think this calls for a road trip to San Diego. The Brewers, where's our producer? Look this up. Find out if the Brewers are coming back to town because I think the four of us should go down. We have to be at the game where it's decided who gets your, your, your support. And that's exciting news for Milwaukee, who's our 23rd biggest market for the podcast. Oh, is that hey, nice? Mil- hey, Milwaukee, can you can you jump Kansas City with this news? I'm more interested in this, Milner. Yeah, you pulled out the uh, – the, Milner has all the well, – well, you know what? You have all the, 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 the stats yep, there. Yep, yep, Um Let's save that for the for, for right. next week. I want to see how these numbers grow, but apparently we have a nice international audience. Can right? I give a shout-out to Belarus? Yeah. With Belarus. our five downloads? Yeah. Yeah. Belarusians on the rise. All right. Yes. All right. Get that thing into it double D. Like, it sounds my, like it has hot women. This is my market no challenge for our uh, domestic and international friends. Belarus, I need you to jump the Virgin Islands and Bulgaria next week. Ooh, Bulgaria and uh, Milwaukee, we need you to jump Kansas City and Baltimore. Two spots for Belarus. Where are we biggest, Belarus where are we biggest in Europe? I want to know that. Where in we're... Europe, the United Kingdom. So to summarize... Milner's going to put up a poll. We're going to try to figure out yep. which NFL franchise has had the most good to great to Hall of Fame QBs. We're going to do that. Make sure you go to NFL.com. Look for Rank's Pick 6 work. Great stuff there. And also look for Damashek's work, uh, the uh, the debut of the new interview program, Talking Ball with Mercedes Lewis this week. Appreciate you looking at that stuff. Also, Milner, I'm going to tweet out this RSS feed. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but people Just ask Subscribe me. to it. If you listen you to podcasts, to you know what to do. Paste I know about reader. iTunes. But Google anyway, Reader, Yahoo Reader. Be a deer. Do all that. Be a deer. Download. I mean, subscribe to the show. We're much obliged for it. And uh, we'll be back with episode number four next week. And in the meantime, we'll have the bonus episode ranking me yapping about the, the top 100 this Sunday night. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Ooh, Memorial Day. Getting started early with Frank. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a party. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.